Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to John Nasheed Show, a new mind development project focusing on issues of concern. Broadcasting from Orange County, New York. This is your host, John Nasheed, on Blog Talk Radio. We like to start with God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, and peace be upon you all. Uh, This is the second part of a topic that we started last week, and it's Prophet Muhammad, the second coming of Christ Jesus. And, uh, you know, I know that this is part two. And I know that sometimes we hear things that we're not accustomed to hearing and, you know, we create a negative thought in our mind. But, you know, please be open-minded because one of the most important things for us to understand is that God is one and all of his prophets are one. His scripture is one, and he only has one way of life, and that is submission to God's will. And that's very, very, very important for us to understand. And if we understand that proper, then we realize that we are all one. You know, you can't divide God. You can't divide his his books, his revelation. You can't divide his prophet and quite natural. You can't create another way of life that God gave to mankind in general. Mankind does that. And, uh, you know, Christ Jesus and Prophet Muhammad both represent the word and the spirit of God. <clears throat> and, and that's supported in, in uh, the, the Bible and in, in the Quran. His light and his spirit, his truth. Jesus taught in symbolic language, and Muhammad came after Jesus as the seal of the prophets, and in the end, and as the last prophet to mankind, the seal of the prophets to manifest Jesus' signs and to clear understanding, actually the clear light of understanding for mankind. Prophet Muhammad is the second coming of Christ Jesus, not in the body, but in the word and the spirit of the one God, the creator of all things material. And uh, I'd like to keep in mind also that this subject or this topic that we're speaking on today is a program, the program for it is based on the teachings of Imam Wardi Muhammad. And uh, we'd like to make that clear. Uh, All of the prophets represent the uh, evolution of man, starting from Adam and uh, ending with Prophet Muhammad as a prophet. They're quite nasty. There'll be messengers coming to mankind to the end of time. Uh, Prophets that God sent directly to mankind with revelation. And this revelation was to guide the life and keep human life on the human path that God created for them. And uh, quite nasty, we got off the path and you know, we have a very serious problem today, although it don't seem uh, as a serious problem because we have become so accustomed to a life that is contrary to what God created for our nature. And our, our way of life is described as being a being, and being means a way of life. Being al-sitra, the very nature. 
the very nature that God created everything in, the very universe. It's, uh, it applies to everything in the creation. So when we're created into this being or this, this uh, being of fitra or this nature, then our religion agrees with us. We don't have any problem if we're practicing Al-Islam, and Al-Islam is submission to God. You know, I have a, a book here I was looking at, and it was written by a sister. Her name is Aliyah Atha, A-T-H-A-R, Atha. And it's called Prophets, Models for Humanity. And that's exactly what it is. From the time of Prophet Muhammad created from the dust, molded, and fashioned into shape, and then she speaks from that point, different prophets that came about, and then the prophets that we speaking about that we want to address today is the connection that was severed, Abraham and Moses and Jesus and Prophet Muhammad, between Abraham and then quite naturally you know that became the uh, prophets after him. There's maybe 20 prophets all the way up to Jesus. And then we have Prophet uh, Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And she describes each one of these prophets and the kind of work that they did. And it's not talking about the prophet as an individual. Because remember, the Muhammad had taught us early on that the prophets should be seen as communities. These prophets should be seen communities, not persons or race identities. You know, Jesus, uh, Caucasian, and uh, God was created as a Caucasian image. No, we don't want that. We want to see it as, a, as she said, the prophets are models for humanity or models for the human development uh, of uh, God's creation. And then we know that Satan broke the chain of human development. And why did he break the chain of human development? Uh, Abraham, excuse me, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad. And these are the Abrahamic faiths, called Abrahamic faiths, the heavenly uh, faiths. And these are the, the religions that uh, confess to believe in the oneness of God. And he broke that. You know, because if you have the oneness of God, then quite massive, you know, everything is going to be very clear to us that everything is one, it's created by God, and everything belongs to God. It reflects the attributes of God right here on earth. Not spooky. We don't have to spook it up. It doesn't have to be given to us in symbolic language, metaphors, etc. We see it all around us. Matter of fact, the nature that's all around us supports the revelation that God revealed. So Allah, right now, if we know the history of Islam, if we understand it, then we know that God gave Satan respite. And Satan was to prove to God that mankind, the human man, was not worthy of that high position of Khalifa to be the ruler on the earth. And God gave him respite until the day of judgment. God took himself away and the world went into darkness and Satan deceived mankind. And the way he went about deceiving mankind, the problem with religion today 
as Imam Muhammad Muhammad taught us, the chain of light or truth from east to west had been broken. This chain must be repaired with clear understanding, clear truth. Satan, Satan's evil worshippers who hide in religion are responsible for the breaks in the chain of light, truth and confusion in religion today, the West. And we hear that a lot on the radio today, the Eastern world with Russia and the United States talking about the East and the West. I don't know if this has any reference here, but it's making it very clear. Now, it's like very, very clear. Imam also said that Satan workers have Satan's workers have separated Abraham from Moses, Moses from Jesus, Jesus from Muhammad, the chain of monotheism, creating darkness in the world, making God's mask in God's light, or excuse me, masking God's light. And you know, the world today referred to Jesus in that Caucasian image as God. So quite naturally, that has to be straightened out because it's not correct. In order to see religion clearly again, to see the total chain as one, stretched from east to west. So that means that Christians, Jews, and Muslims have to become united on the same page. See, it puts, puts me in the mind of uh, a track, track uh, event. Uh, where you have a four-by-four relay race, and you have the starter, you have the second leg, third leg, and the last one to bring the race home. And if we see the prophets like that, Prophet Abraham starting off the race, Moses, second leg, Jesus, third, and Prophet Muhammad bringing the baton home to win the race. Now, who wins the race? Is Prophet Muhammad, is he the winner? Now, all of them are the women, and nobody was able to break that chain because if they broke the chain, then quite nasty, they'd be disqualified from the race. So prophets, all of the prophets, and as I mentioned last week, as Muslims, if you say you don't believe in Jesus, or if you say you don't believe in Moses, if you say you don't believe in Abraham, peace be upon them all, then there's no way possible you could say that you believe in God. And if you don't accept the clear the, the truth in the revelation of the Bible, right now, so you know that the Bible is mixing and tampered with because there's so many different versions of the Bible. We know that the Torah also mixed and confused. But one thing about the Holy Quran in its Arabic text, wherever it is, is all the same. Actually, it has a reference that we can clarify any mistakes in the language of the land that that book is in. So if there's any mistakes in the English translation, clarify or correct it in the Arabic. But the Arabic is consistent all over the world. And uh, we thank God for that. So don't look at it like Islam is another way to come and upset your way of thinking, your way of life, your way of worship, your way of faith. No, it's the conclusion. it brings all of the religions back. The light of God is coming back on. You know, the light shines in the West today. This is the time that we see uh, Christ, Prophet Muhammad and Christ Jesus coming together as one. 
So if we see any confusion or we don't understand what Jesus was talking about in his time and his symbolic languages, then quite naturally, Prophet Muhammad will bring the clarity. Uh, Prophet Muhammad said there will come a time where you see him and Christ Jesus as one. And, you know, we were taught in a very spooky way here in these United States of America, and we become too spooked out in religion. The law made religion to be very clear to us. And if we accept it like that, then quite nicely, we're going to be successful. And the religion of all the prophets and messengers of God is submission to his will. The religion of all of the prophets and messengers of God is submission to the will of God. That's beautiful. And in Arabic word, if we read it in Arabic, I just read it in English, but if we read that same thing in Arabic, it would say al-Islam. Same thing. So we're not talking about a religion where people wear little poofy hats or certain kind of dress. Or we're talking about a natural way of life for all human beings. Actually, anyone who submits his will to do God's will, he's going to find peace. And as a result of submitting your will to do uh, the will of God, you know, al-Islam takes on another meaning. It takes on the meaning of peace, peace in the soul, because we're in agreement with what God originally created for us. The religion of Ibrahim, the religion of Abraham, which all of us come under, Father Abraham, our spiritual director, he, he elevated to the level of spirituality coming into the understanding of God as one. And in the Quran, the Holy Quran, in chapter 3, verse 67, Allah says, and this Holy Quran is the word of God. It's not a word or a book written by man. This was revealed to Prophet Muhammad but it was revealed as the word of God. And he says that Abraham was not a Jew nor a Christian. He was upright and bowed, submitted his will to do the will of God, which means Islam. Quite nice, Islam wasn't here at that time because Abraham was uh, before Prophet Muhammad. But his, his, his actions of submission as a human being was al-Islam. And he joined not gods with gods and anybody who believed in gods or uh, polytheists. They, they worship many gods or many god worshipers. And God is against that because God is one and uh, quite nicely everything he created, he created to be in his oneness. That's very, very important. Uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, this topic here probably go into part one. We did part one last week. This week we're doing uh, part two. We're probably, I'm just going to take my time and as long as it lasts because I think this is very important. I was looking over it and uh, I was reading some of the things that Imam Muhammad said, and I said, I think we need to really kind of address this. And I'm pretty certain other brothers, Imams, and brothers who do the same kind of work that I do, you know, try and make things clear. 
of what Imam Wazim Muhammad uh, left for us, for people in general, you know, we, we have to take time. We just can't rush because our purpose as Muslims is for unity, unity in religion, one way of life for all human beings that agree with your nature, not someone dictating terms to you, etc. but a, a way of life that agrees with your nature, that brings peace to you, to your family, your children, and also for society, black, white, red, yellow, the end of war, really, because people are fighting and trying to kill each other because what they're really looking for, peace, and they're looking for security. And how do we get that? We get that by obeying our nature, the nature that God created us in, and the nature is submission to God. You know, we have some problems quite nasty, but we can work these things out very, very, very uh, intelligently. You know, I, I don't think we have a very serious problem with that. You know, we uh, one of the things that, you know, I was talking to a young man and talking about, he was a Christian, good friend of mine, and sometimes we have some discussions. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Matthew in the Bible. Uh, it says, think not that I have come to destroy a law or the prophets, I, I am not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And what is the law? The law that Jesus is talking about here is the law that Moses brought. And we know that Moses' people were not successful in their mission. Not that Moses was. He was successful, but the, people, the followers, they went off the course. And Jesus came as a mercy. And then we have to ask ourselves the question, who was Jesus? These are the kind of questions I ask in religion. I try to be very, very open-minded. And if you want to be open-minded quite nicely, you have to ask questions. But who is Jesus? Was Jesus a Jew or was he a Christian? According to the Bible, he was a Jew. And he came to his own people. And he came to change the law, but to fulfill it. In other words, put them back on the cross. And in this book that this sister had written that I mentioned earlier on prophets, there are a whole line of prophets that were sent to the children of Israel. They call them the Jews today. A whole line of prophets came to Moses and Aaron and Joshua, Samuel, David, Solomon, Elijah, uh, Jonah, uh, Ezekiel, all of these different prophets came because the children of Israel continued to get off course and out of the mercy of God, he continued to send them prophets to put them back on the course. And then lastly, he sent uh, Christ Jesus to fulfill the responsibility that Moses had and Right now, see, they rejected him. The children of Israel rejected him. And uh, then later after that, we have Prophet Muhammad to set the matter straight. Some people don't like that because they feel that the conclusion is Jesus. Not only do they feel that the conclusion is Jesus, they feel that Jesus is a part of the Godhood, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as I mentioned last week, uh, you know, we, as Muslims, we reject that. 
it's impossible for us to accept that. And, uh, you know, that's actually, if we accept that, then we have taken ourselves out of submission to God because God is one and he rejects uh, anything else that's associated with him. You know, so Jesus, now Jesus say, Jesus come to do away with the, with the law. He didn't come to do away with the law, you know. So the law was against drinking. The law was against eating blood. The, they felt that it was not necessary to drain the blood, not to have it halal or kosher, as the Jews were instructed. Uh, the pig, you know, the Jew, Jews, they, didn't, they don't eat pig. Many Jews do eat pig today. Okay to eat it now. Uh, drinking whiskey and strong drinks and things of that nature. It is, the drinking is okay today. So is the pig. Uh, and so is all of these things that were forbidden. You know, so if these things are forbidden, as mentioned in the Bible, then what about fornication? What about adultery? What about lying? What about stealing? What about killing? All of these things is, is accepted. You know, I believe it was Paul. I'm not sure, but I believe it was Paul in, in the Bible where he said, this day all things are made pure. And many Christians take that to mean that the things that God said don't do, he made them pure. How could God make something filthy for mankind in the beginning pure uh, in the end? It just doesn't make sense. And this is why, Jesus came to fulfill that law, not to abolish it, not to get rid of it. There's no such thing as uh, fornication and adultery and lying and, you know, homosexual lifestyles and all of these different kinds of things that people are accepting, drinking whiskey and eating swine. These things are in the Bible for a reason, for a purpose, for discipline. It's to bring us back to our origin, our natural self. And Imam Wadi Muhammad had mentioned that so the land that preaches uh, that kind of idea filled with all of these crimes doesn't, doesn't, and you don't find any land suffering crimes as much as you find the people that uh, support that or preach that, that idea. You know, America is a loose society. You can come to America and do what you want. People come here to be free. People come here from the Holy Land, from Christian and Jew and Muslim. They come to this country so they can let their hair down, so to speak. You know, they can be whatever they want, do whatever they desire. And quite uh, nicely, God never accepts that. And if we understand it quite nicely we're going to be successful in this life and also the afterlife. He was saying that the one who preaches that kind of idea just have freedom to do what you want to do, be who you want to be, then that land is going to suffer immorality more than any other land. And that's what we find right here in our home, the United States of America. And, uh, you know, I think we need to really take a very serious look at this because God never prescribed that man have the freedom to do as he will. The freedom that God gives us is the freedom to do as he prescribes for us to do. In other words, 
follow our deed, follow our religion, follow our submission to God's will. And if we do, we'll find peace. We don't need crack, cocaine, and heroin, alcohol, and things of that nature to have a sense of peace. Peace becomes natural within our own selves. And quite naturally, God is the best knower. The second coming of Christ to judge and condemn the wicked with a sober word uh, that appears as if he had been drinking wine. You know, that's that's in the Bible. You know, God uh, was, I was a little boy when somebody said, God drank wine. And, you know, I was exposed in the community we live in. We were exposed to people who drank wine and alcohol. And we saw how crazy, crazy they are. So now they were saying that Jesus, who they thought to be God, was a wine drinker. I just couldn't understand it. You know, that's why I believe I never gave myself to that the religion of my family, which was Baptist policy. I never gave myself to that. And then later on, the Imam Marathi Muhammad was saying that he wasn't drinking quite nasty wine. He said that his delivery, the spirit that he had in delivering the word, the metaphor, the metaphor, the symbolic picture that they gave to us was that he was a man inspired. And they put the drinking wine to show that the word was an inspired word that was delivered to man. You know, I don't know how many of you drank or, you know, alcohol or beer or wine or marijuana or whatever. You know, you have a different kind of presentation when you have a little buzz, so to speak. You know, but not that he was actually drinking wine. They were teaching the people by symbolic language, by metaphorical language. And uh, the people were in a state of ignorance. The people were in a state of darkness. And this is the way that they were teaching. And also there were hypocrites and deceivers. And Jesus had to use wisdom to get his message across to poor pagan people who have no education, couldn't read, couldn't think properly. And this is how the message was delivered. So Jesus came at that time not to not to uh, get rid of the law of Moses, but he was trying to make that connection. He was trying to reconnect the line of the prophets, the chain of the prophets, the chain of light from east to west. And now we have our dear prophet Muhammad came fourteen hundred. 1430-some-odd years ago to further reconnect the message that Jesus left off to connect because God uh, is one and God will only be satisfied when his way of life is one way of life and his human creation is one human creation. You say, okay, well, I don't want Paul. I don't want to call myself a Muslim, one who submits to God's will. I don't want to use the definition of al-Islam or Islam, okay, then don't use it. Just submit your will to do God's will. You don't have to use that term because if you say it in English, it's actually the same thing anyway. Any Christian or Jew or Buddhist or Hindu or any person in any religion who say they believe in God and live according to their scripture, the clear understanding of their scripture that agrees with your human nature, Alcohol and 
sex out of marriage and think that doesn't agree, agree with your human nature. But if it does agree with your human nature, then you are submitting your will to do God's will. And uh, we have 90 seconds left. I was just notified, 90 seconds left. So we're going to wind this down. And then next week, uh, next week I believe we'll be on Thursday, back to Thursday. Uh, we had to break off Thursday yesterday because I went to a gathering. Uh, they were recognizing a pastor where I worked, and, and um, a very nice program. I was hanging out with the, with the Christian uh, Christians yesterday. I was only Muslim, me and the rabbis, but nonetheless, we had a good time. And Baptist singing and things of that nature, and so they had a, they enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it right along with them. So next week we'll be back on and we'll continue this subject, uh, Prophet Muhammad Christ Jesus as one. And don't forget to go to newafricaradio.com uh, for the writings of uh, Imam Mark B. Muhammad. So once again, I thank you for tuning in and check out our archives. If you tune in on the blog talk radio slash John Nashi's show, you know, you can listen to this program, and also you can listen to archives. I have many, many programs that we had done in the past. So God bless you all and your family. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>